Good morning, a good morning to coffee moaners. The place where we have a moan, a giggle. And we do um, break dancing. And we do break dancing. Can you do break dancing? Can you do the robot? Do the robot. No, I can't do the robot. No, I can't do it. I'll just hold my you carrot. Do... Why have you got this? Why are you always playing with my organic vegetables? Hang on, let's just do the. This is going well for people on podcast. He was just doing a remarkable robot dance. It's quite hard. Oh, hang on, hang on. Mark, please stop playing with my vegetables. Someone's put them in my pockets. I've got carrots everywhere. <sighs> Look at this card. I'm going to give you a coleslaw. I'm going to give you a coleslaw. My liver hates our friendship. <laughs> Some funnier. <laughs> Do that. Now, tell us about your lovely coffee well, cup. Well, 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 well. Who have I got to thank for this? Do, 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 Mark's Coffee Legend. That's so kindly. That's so... Oh, look, I've got We're surrounded by... Hands. Actually, look at this. So, that's, that was from Lee. Lee. That was from Dina, Mark, Mark's Rocket Fuel. And this... Oh, tip it up. It was from Xander. Oh, I love that. Remember Xander, people who just joined us, Xander was one of our subscribers here who sadly died um, at the time of the pandemic. Group hug. And every time I use that mug, I think of it. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of apt because he was often given the finger, really, metaphorically, he to was. everyone. He was. <laughs> he wouldn't mind us saying that. Oh, uh, he wouldn't. Um, so I hope you all had a nice weekend. Have I, you um, know what? It was all right. Well, I've been ill. Right. I've been ill since Wednesday. Mark hasn't been well, so I don't know actually how I carried on. You've been very, felt, you've been very unwell, actually. So ill. Yeah. Um, Dina basically took over my food for the weekend and healed me with loads of. That's why Mark's just sitting so far away. Loads of ginger and garlic and turmeric, yeah. and she cooked me lovely things and made well, me the most saw... beautiful soup. I think she's put the soup on Instagram at the Dina Sawala. Go. I'm telling you. Make that soup. I've it was never the known nicest a more thing. talked about soup than that. So, you see, Dina and Nadia both have the capacity to look at toenail clippings and turn it into something really interesting, don't you? I mean, I, there I were no toe, toe clippings no, 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 in weren't. the tomato. But I mean, I just look at a broccoli, and they both. I've never heard language like it. The the the, the wordage, the descriptions. Because you know why? Because we allulations. know. Because we know how we're going to feel. When we've eaten this hard really done by. good for you, I, food. I feel hard done by. No, but that is your terrible bloody attitude, and it's so annoying. I said that oh, to Dina yesterday. Fragrant. I said he's so demotivating for healthy food. You are. You go vegetables, Ugh, boring. You've said nothing's it. Nothing's going to demotivate you've, you guys. No, not me. But you've said it in front of those kids. No, since I they were babies. I've never said it in front of them. You've ever. got such a long eyebrow hair. Oh, Go and get a pair of scissors. No, it's not. sticking out. It's a Dennis Healy. I know, I know. Mark, it's I'm, a shit. I'm going to the and head. there's one coming from your ear. Oh, Go so and get this. This is really nice. Go and get the scissors. It's funny. No. Do you want to see this in action? No, she told me I looked dead yesterday morning, and now she's telling me I'm hairier than Dennis Healy. This one is going, I, I get, sometimes when I'm one of these women, people write in about my whisker hanging out. And Kay's. We like it. HD whiskers. Um, so today we're going to be talking, we've got a, I've got a really funny clip that I want to play for you. Um, unfortunately, we don't know who the comedian is, so we can't give him a shout out. So if you do know who he is, please tell us because we'd like to give him, um, put his handle everywhere because he really made us laugh. <laughs> put his hand his everywhere. Handle, because he really, really made us laugh. And out of that, we had a, we want to have a good old chin mug with you <sighs> about weekends away. 
and girls' nights out. Well, it's less about weekends away, but it's the way, way in which women go about them. And then that will lead us on nicely to a bit of showbiz gossip. Yeah. Girls' night out, Taylor yeah. Swift's girls' night out. Yeah, yeah, they will. And um, what's the other thing? We're going to be talking about the march, but we're going to do that towards the end because, again, we are trying to respect the fact that not everybody is as engaged in the war as we might be. You know, we feel very passionately about it. My father is Jordanian out in Jordan at the moment. Um, we have Palestinian um, relatives. And so we're probably, we're going to stay engaged with it in a way that unfortunately most of the world is not going to want to, but we're always going to park it at the end of the show. So was there another thing? Yeah, just a couple of things I want to, we're also going to, I want to touch upon, there's this story in uh, that's come out of York, the city of York, uh, where someone fell into the river and onlookers failed to help, but they did film him. So I just want to just share that thought with you guys and see what you think of that. But I want to start today, I want to start today with one of the more, more pressing topics in the British press. And this is about Britain's loneliest sheep. Now we've talked about you've talked you said you talked about it on Luz. We've mentioned it before here. We've even got a caption competition running at the moment where there's a photograph of poor old. Is it Fiona? I think it's Fiona, the sheep. Poor old Fiona. Um uh what's that? Unbelievable. What what's this? Oh, I see, sorry about the yeah, yeah, watching wait for that story. It's just terrible in New York. Fiona the sheep, who thinks she should have been left where she was? It's as simple as that. Who thinks she should have been left where she was? Because it, there's been this huge campaign and there's, there were hovercrafts being talked about. 50,000 was raised. There's a photograph on our members area of five men holding her. She doesn't look happy. She doesn't look comfortable. Well, as I say, we discussed this on Loose Women on Friday. And my angle was, because we're saying, why do we get so... I said, I think my, my angle on it was, I think why people get so engaged with these stories, it's one sheep and we know where it is. And people engage... I think often because they look around the world and it, they feel so powerless. There's so much horror. There's so much sadness. There's so much everything. And they feel like there's nothing they can do. But with something like that, where you could sign a petition, give a pound, see the sheep walk back down, and you feel like you've done you've something. You've accomplished something. Then Jane Moore's line was, she said, it, she was basically saying, this is, is it anthropomorphizing? Anthropomorphizing. Yeah, that's the one where you where you give human human characteristics, characteristics. and motivations. Yeah, like that we shouldn't. Um, I'm just here as a functioning thesaurus, don't worry. <laughs> because <laughs> because it's like I was saying on the show on Friday. Sometimes when I look at my dogs and I think, oh god, they're well overdue a visit to the groomers. Their hair's a bit matted. And then I think, oh, your well, husband's eyebrows. I would think, well, what was it? been done before we used to take dogs and they were in the wild and so this was Jane's thing you know that sheep actually that photograph of that sheep looking out yonder looked perfectly happy but imagine if that sheep had taken ages to get to that particular spot and I think many of the um, uh, animal charities didn't necessarily agree with the, the her being brought down didn't no they? I agree and in fact that's the story at the moment Britain's loneliest sheep is it's developing into something of a rehoming row. Uh, Fiona the sheep was rescued. Uh, some people are wanting to take her to a rehoming sort of farm or, or school. Animal welfare charities have warned that any operation to save the animal is originally was originally is quite complex, mm. and that we are assigning to her human characteristics yeah. of what we think is loneliness. Yeah. Now, someone here said, "Yes, she's a herd animal." 
But you know what? I think even in the sheep world, there might be the occasional sort of sheep that thinks I'm doing my own thing. I mean, if she survived for two years, was she not happy? You know, I, I, I do sometimes I think... think that we get over involved, but I think what's important about it for me, there's something about the Fiona story that's very sweet. Like there's something very sweet about the sycamore story where the, the tree was chopped down. And I pulled a story yesterday for the No Name Sunday show where I just wanted to say the sentence, voles, sticklebacks and kingfishers. Because there's almost like, I, I feel like we all need a bit of softness. And I think that's what the Fiona, the shoot. I don't think anyone has said or done anything from a place of any sort of... Oh, no, work. it's all from a really it's, good intention. Yeah. But it's just the question, is it the right thing to do? Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know how matted her fur is? Now, that yeah. would be uncomfortable, I would imagine. And did it you would pull again. But what happens to other well, sheep? Well, did you not see the sheep? In, there's a very famous sheep in Iceland that was that did the same thing, went rogue and went off for about five years. It was the size of, I don't know, Tina Turner. It, it was ludicrously large. It turned up in the middle of a field and it looked like a giant cloud with legs. And so that would be pulling on its skin, it would have it would have fleas, it would be incredibly uncomfortable. I think and I suppose that's part of what's fed this. Yeah, yeah. This and I, and I do think Ruth. we also have to acknowledge Is it Ruth? It, Fiona. Fiona. I think we also have to acknowledge that what's happened in the animal world is a good question about dogs, is we've kind of uh, what have we, we've domesticized them so much. Well, no, but we've also domesticized them so much. So if mm. you think of all the different breeds of dogs that were bred for different things, their hair growth, and they're no longer wild. They're, they're, their bodies no, fun, no longer function as if they're feral. So in a sense, similarly with sheep, they would grow to a point where they do need to be sort of sheared, perhaps because um, they, you know, way, way, way back in the medieval times, they wouldn't have been sheared at all and they'd have been able to live on just whatever they had. So, um, So I just, you know... I just think there's there's a sweetness in it, but also I think there's a gross assumption. This sheep was an extroverted introvert. He just wanted to get away from things. Mm. That's all he wanted. Um, so I, I beg to differ. I don't think it was Britain's loneliest sheep. I think he knows what a shit show the world is, and he was looking to escape, if I'm honest. Um, but look, this story clearly captured everyone just then. This is the story of uh, onlookers in York. Um, a man fell into a river in Yorkshire, um, and no one, it was near the Radisson Hotel in York on Thursday afternoon. Uh, there was no apparent attempt to throw him a life ring, says North Yorkshire Police. Instead, people were gathered on Ouse Bridge and surrounding walkways, watching him struggle uh, with some people taking photographs and filming it. Um, and it was just an important point, this. I think Sergeant Toby Gorewood said, it's always worth making a mental note of life ring locations near your local river. How weird that you would stand and film something. You know, Timmy Della, someone else at Passerby said, I was driving past and saw the commotion. Someone told us there was a guy in the water. There were just people taking selfies no. of what was going on in the background. Because I was just thinking, I suppose, like, if somebody has, has phoned and somebody else has gone running looking for a, a ring, yeah. I'm just trying to think what, what situation might you stop. And then somebody else is filming to see what's happening. But the minute you go into selfie land... That's that, that, yeah. That is... I mean... Because we don't know the situation. No, Maybe there had been somebody running back up with a ring and some, and there were five people on the phone calling the police. And also there's a terrible fact of the matter is this as well. I mean, I do think sometimes what is a, what is a crisis developing can sometimes sound like someone's having a laugh. So it, mm. it might have been not, not sounded kind of kind of critical at the moment but it just struck me as one of those weird moments what do we all do in those moments where you catch yourself 
Like, oh my God, this I person... I wouldn't get my phone out if somebody was drowning. For no, sure. no, 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 absolutely. But... but what if you were already filming? You could easily be seen yeah. by someone else as if you were yeah. you were filming it. I, I wouldn't, but I don't stand in damning judgment of somebody that would because you never know what the situation is. I mean, the papers will always want to whip up hate. Oh, it's disgusting. These people were just filming, but we don't actually know yeah. why. Well, and also, again, you know, at the point that the person was driving across the road, you could even say, I mean, it's, it's one of those interesting ones, isn't it? It might be not as, da- not as dark and twisted as we all like to think, but at the same time, the optics on the whole situation might look bloody strange when someone was in. I mean, I think taking a se- could you be taking a selfie unaware? I mean, I remember walking across Waterloo Bridge once and there was a guy standing next to one of the Samaritans things. And, you, you know, they're all peppered all the way along Waterloo Bridge are signs saying call the Samaritans because people do throw themselves off, off the bridge, bridges in London. Um, and it's always that thing where you don't know whether to sort of step in. You don't know whether someone's considering something or whether mm. they're looking at the view. Or And then another time I came across, it wasn't the same day, I came across Waterloo Bridge. The whole bridge was was closed and a guy had just thrown himself in and the, the Thames police, water police had been brought up and they couldn't get to him uh, in time. So it's, it's you know. Terribly so, sad. So what I would say is when you're walking across a river next time or you're near a river, do just just... Have a look round for where the rings are. Well, I was thinking about that. I was thinking of all the times I've, I've gone over Waterloo, yeah. all the times I have never spotted. But it'd be interesting now. I will. I'll always look. There's one there. in the mid. There's one in the middle of Waterloo. Well, there Bridge. should be. One would imagine one in the middle and one either end. Mm. So you've got it's equidistant. Yeah. 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 Happy birthday, know. Becky. Happy birthday. It's, we're, we're in the land of the Scorpions, aren't we? It's Scorpio City, someone else's birthday. And happy birthday to Michelle for last week, our lovely Michelle. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Um, So do you want to talk about Gigi? Should we talk about, should we we play the funny clip? Yeah. Shall we? So have a look at this, guys. And if you know who he is, tell us who he is. Uh, Let me just make sure the audio is there. Just turn this up. So, yeah, check this. Always trying to get away. They're always trying to get away, aren't they? Women, y'all, where are y'all going? You're always trying to, we need a night, we need a trip, we need a weekend. Where are y'all going? We've had a tough week. It's Tuesday. What's going on at the house? <laughs> Women love getting away. Fellas, we have you ever wanted to get away? Fellas, never. Hmm. My buddy's like, John, you want to go on a men's only camping trip? I was like, no. <laughs> Fellas, everything men only is horrible. They dragged me to this camp. It was freezing, okay? There's no women there. There's no pillowcases, no sheets. But women, y'all can, dude, you can't even say the word women's retreat and it's already sold out. Just women's retreat, sold out. <laughs> they don't care who's going, what the itinerary is, where we deserve it, we gotta go. <laughs> Oh, I want to see the whole thing. thing. We don't know who he is. Oh, my God. What do you think of that, guys? It really made me laugh. Can I just say, there is such truth in this. When I hear you with any one of your female friends, the conversation is rarely about what you're doing at that point. It's about what you're going to do next time, where we should go next time, what we should do next time, how we should plan it, when it should be. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You're not actually in the now. No, no, we are. We no, just no, had no, a great no, time. I mean, we I'm want to go again. I'm doing what he does. I'm caricature, but but let's essentially, not, let's, you... not, let's not get too academic. No, 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 about no, it. no but it's true. He's <laughs> had like, a great you... time. When are we having the next one? <laughs> no, you all get together. And you all li- no, but literally, when I was doing your um, camping thing, part of the conversation was, well, we should do this here, or we should now do it there, or we should do it for this long, or we should do it. This... It's a forever burgeoning. It's the thing. women's retreat. Oh yes, he's so right. She goes, girls now. Oh yes, yeah. women's retreat. Yes. <laughs> 
Women's Only, yes. Oh, here we go. He's called John Christ. Oh, John Christ. Thank you. Thank you. John Christ. I'm going to write that down. Just on that note, though, when Nadia first played with that, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, well, it, and the one line he says there, which for me really resonated as a bloke, and I remember a therapist and who was kind of a friend years ago saying, we've got to go to the woods and chop wood and do manly things. And I was like, no. But when he says, men say no because there's no women there, that... There's the no pillowcases. There's no, but you know what? What a love of women he yes, has exactly, in this piece. Exactly. It is just such. I just, I am, I'm obsessed with him. I'm going to be hunting him down. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't disappoint me with his other uh, stand-ups. But he, I, he is talking of the glory of women, though. I think we're actually going to do a podcast on this today and go more into depth. So tell us, what do you yeah, think? Look. Do you identify with that? What are there any men here? that identify with that. And women, what do you think? For some women, it's the very worst idea, the thought of going out. Zoe Agnew, we just get so excited to see each other that we want to keep planning things. Because, and that's because we go deep. Like when we're away and we're not having to worry about upsetting our husband if the ears say something that could be misconstrued or our kids and we want to go, God, we love them, but Jesus Christ, being a mum. So we just want to be free because... I think so often it feels like women keep the emotional side of a family up. Mm. And I certainly feel that. I'm not ashamed to say that. And I feel like sometimes I just feel so depleted that I need to rise up. And it doesn't take much. Mm. It really doesn't take much. It's like, you know, if I go on on a girly anything, it's just a few sentences sometimes of like, oh God, how are you? And how is that? And how's that? And you kind of, it's so weird. Just you just feel no judgment, I suppose. Whereas you, I think, personally, I think as a woman, I'm watching what I'm saying all the bloody time. And then when I'm with my good female friends, I don't. I'm just, I am, you know. Just am what I am. Sorry, I'm just I'm literally just plopping up lots of your comments here. Laura Lou, I couldn't think of anything worse than a women's retreat, but I don't like uh, but I don't like groups of people, people anyway. Yeah, I don't I mean I get it. I, I mean I think everyone wants to escape, everyone wants to feel like they can have a moan. And also there's that whole thing about um, you know, being away from what you're in all the time makes you kind of miss it and all that kind of stuff. I mean I do I do wonder, I do wonder if sometimes it's, uh, the older I get, it's become a common thing to plan things with friends, cancel and never do it, then repeat the process for the rest of our lives and only ever see each other at funerals. This Cambo. is Cambo. Oh, Cambo. Welcome, Cambo. Yeah, yeah. I've not read anything out of you. No, no, we have. He's just joined. He recently joined. Oh. I've started following him on. Oh, lovely to have more yeah, men yeah. here. Um, what about, have you ever been, does, does any of what he says there about women, do you identify with any of that, Cambo? It doesn't have to be anyone that you've ever been involved with it could be your mum your sisters your auntie flows do you do you do you identify with that kind of almost mania that happens when it's a women's only thing and then of course well we'll move on to that in a bit let's read a few more of these we'll move on to what because you're gone because i was then going to go into how some women breach that breach the rules what do you mean and bring their men. Oh, or, I see. But we're going to go on to that bit because it's feeding well, to can, the yeah. girls' night with Taylor Swift. Right. Um, it's how it was always meant to be back from caveman days. Men went out and women spent, all spent the majority of their time together. I don't think we can escape just how we were made. <laughs> okay. Um, even a few hours is so helpful, Nadia. Totally agree. Um, and you know what I love? I always say I could I like live in a commune. I really could. I would love it. 
you know, women all, when, when it's loads of women all together chopping and, because that's how I grew up, you know, we would have these big parties at the weekend, big family gatherings, you know, lots of um, Arabic food being made, so that's lots of chopping and lots of, and there would just be this chat, just this rolling chat and, and everyone just moving around each other. It's almost like a dance, just knowing, well, apart from when Dean's in the kitchen, she always knocks me over with her bum. Have you noticed that when Curly cooks? It's getting to be quite difficult, Mark. We need I... to we need to extend the corridor. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I just feel I feel more settled when I'm with just women. Mm. So maybe maybe, maybe, maybe you should end up living in a commune. But do you do you think what what, what do you think is underpinning it though? What do you think is underpinning it? I, I just, what do you think is actually underpinning it? Is there is it is it a desire? Because I think men, because men are are not so sociable. I mean, he also says in there when men are asked to go away. I mean, I, I can think of anything worse. Precisely because there aren't women there, and so it's difficult if you like women as men to kind of think. Well, of course, I wouldn't want to be invited. So this idea of no, don't bring your bloke along. I mean, obviously there are many. Whenever I see these shows and a bloke turns up, I think you total twingo. What on earth are you doing there? You know, and sometimes you'll have social situations. You say, "Oh, please come," and I'll say to you, "No, no, no, no. It's a girls' well, no, event." No, I would never do it to a girls' event. No, 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 no. But sometimes you'll, you'll have a situation, and then you'll say, "Oh, no, no, you can." You can be all right if you stay and I'm going and I'll say something like oh no but it's isn't it a girly thing and you'll say oh no no it's not a girly thing what denotes a girly thing when it's just women and not a girly thing girls night out or a girls weekend away that's know. what it's always called that's the title so that there's never any confusion right oh I see okay right <laughs> it's really clear isn't it but for some women it's not clear so Molly 26 Rose would love to hear how to stay married about the roles different weighing responsibility of who does what Couples fall into it around the festive season, strain because on this relationship, which actually, yes, that is good. But that would also be, I think, entwined in this discussion, because I think around Christmas time, and then there's a lot of like, oh, let's should we just all go out for a drink? It's because the majority, of course, not everybody, Mark actually does a lot for Christmas. He's really, really good, does a lot of the shopping, a lot of the presents. But for a lot of women I know, literally, and my mum was like this our whole lives do everything and then the man just turns up on christmas day and puts an apron on and does something um so it's it's that real escapism comes around the festive period where women are just wanting to get away and just go oh my god i can't take it anymore mm. and then they can go back it's actually a very healthy thing for relationships girls nights out because you're just it's like you're refueled mm. and able to look after people again or as elena frame says my husband likes it when i go away because he says i come back in a good mood Mm. Um, that's nice perfect perfect example and also yeah. um for i just think it's really important in relationships that people have time away from each other mm. because my god it's hard mm. it's a really hard thing to be with somebody all the time it's cambo that's a good point i mean i decide immediately that i'm never going but i still want to be invited so i can say no i'm exactly like that I'd like to be invited to some things, but I just want to be able to say no. I mean, look, the thing is, I think there's this idea that men want to be involved in all this stuff. Oh, no, Dean is here, and I just talked about a big bum. That's my sister, um, if anyone's th there's deep Sorry, There's deep knowledge in men when you know that it's a girl. I, I wasn't kind of asking. I, I, I know when there's a girl's night out. You know when it's not your sort of thing to go to. But when you genuinely like female company, it's, it's like sometimes Dean will come over and it'll be nice for us all to sit around and chat. But then conversation becomes so rarefied and then it becomes sort of narrowfied. And then women talk about the next thing and the next thing. And, and, and so you sort of think, well, all right, well, I'm going to bail out of this. And so, and that's why we love to be on our own because we can do that without any judgment. 
Yeah. Because women do, it's like quite often on Loose Women, you know, in the meetings before, we'll go, oh, God, can we really go from that to that? Mm. And I, I always say, me and Kay are always like, absolutely, because that's what women do. One minute you're talking about this, the next minute you're talking about that, and then you go into the depth mm. of that, and then you skim over that. It's very all over the place, female conversation in a way that I just don't think it is with men. That and that, and I like that about female conversation. I really like that about female conversation. I, I think, I think on a, yeah, I mean, and I don't feel you get that. Mind you, I just don't, I don't, I don't hang out in male circles. I don't find male company en masse or, or the idea of a male night out isn't, I'm just thinking what the equivalent mm. is. I just. But, but, but we're going to do a podcast on this today. So if you could put any comments underneath that we could read out, that would be great to incorporate that in the podcast. Dina, what do you think? Did you see the clip? If not, I'll send it to you. It's great. Oh, look, Michelle, Dina has a fabulous figure. No, I know she does, but she does have a bum that knocks me out the way. She's got Kim Kardashian's bum, naturally. Yeah, she's got a great bottom. She's got a fabulous bottom. I don't feel like I can bottom, comment on your but, sister's bottom. But, Mark, if I bend over there she'll take she's you out. cooking and then I turn around, she knocks me over. No, she'll, she'll take you out. She'll take you out. Dina says that's because you're not an alpha male. That's why I don't like male company. Is that right? Is that is that why I don't like male company? Yeah, you're not you're not you're not trying I can't, I can't to be that. a man. Yeah, that's I, why. Yeah, I can't do that. You just I mean, are a man. Back in the day, drink it would always be with drinking. You'd go out, you'd go for a drink, you'd drink, 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 and you just what the fuck would we talk about? I mean, I suppose, yeah, I don't know, but we certainly wouldn't be talking about no, that's not true. After a few drinks, you would be saying we're brothers, we're friends for life, we should do this more often. We need to make sure this happens, and then we wouldn't see each other for about three months. Yeah. That's how it works for men. Why? Whereas women, the first thing you do as soon as you land on each other is, right, Plan we've got to do this one. again in two weeks for longer. Maybe it's because we have a good time and men don't. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe because when men open up to other men, they feel they want to retreat a bit, they feel a bit embarrassed. I don't know, I'm guessing, I'm not a man. So if anyone can leave any comments below, yeah. we would love to read them out in the podcast. Yeah. So that leads us swiftly on to, husbands wouldn't be able to keep up with the chat and gossip at girls' lunch, exactly, Faith. My granddad always used to say, are they gassing again in the kitchen? And I always remember thinking, sitting with my granddad, thinking- He's jealous. Oh, no, I remember thinking, it's really boring in here with your dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, that's what I mean, he was jealous. <laughs> it was really boring, and I would always then hover around the kitchen door, because I was thinking, what are they talking about? What are they mm. talking about? They sound so excited. I mean, Nan would be having a cigarette out the back door. Meechief says men will pick up a conversation six months apart. That is so true. That is so true. Or you'll drop into a conversation about something you, I don't know, like sport or film. I mean, it's usually about subjects with men. It's usually about subjects. And with women, it's about emotions. And I love getting to the emotions. I love and of course, we're having huge generalizations. No, 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 I know. That's but why I love the conversation. I love a generalization. Sometimes. I love the conversations between you and Dina about emotions. And then when it turns towards broccoli, I have to leg it really, really One fast. of the things I love about just being with other women is we don't have to say, or oh, obviously we're generalizing, we can just go full in. <laughs> um, but, but leading on from this, the big, big no-no in the girls' night out, girls' weekend is... To bring a man, of course, but also that woman that is constantly messaging their boyfriend, their new, their lover, their husband, their potential whatever, um, and meets up with them just before the night is finished. That's a big no-no. Right. So let's, and we really are just getting here. So Taylor Swift has been doing a lot of girls' nights out, and she did one, was this last night? 
this was super A-list. So it was uh, with Gigi Hadid, uh, Sophie Turner, Cara Delevingne, and Selene, Selena Gomez. Have you got a photo of them all coming out? I haven't got one to pop up, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. so they're all coming out somewhere or other. And then... Um, and then the naughty, horrible Daily Mail got a shot of her splitting off with Bradley Cooper. Um, there it is. Mm. Oh, look, there they are. Now, who knows whether this is a romance? Who knows? They were spotted at the theatre recently holding hands. But he's a brilliant director and he's a brilliant director of women. Look at Lady Gaga and A Star is Born, my favourite film. And um, so maybe he is just about to direct her in something, but I quite like the idea of them, them being together. Why is that? Because I like both of them. Who is Gigi Hadid? Gigi Hadid is the sort of the model of the right. man. Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, and um, I can't remember her brother's name. Uh, their mother is Swedish from Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And gotcha. their father is Palestinian multimillionaire. That's right. Um, architect. Mm. He's a refugee, and then he became this multimillionaire. All those big houses you see in Beverly Hills, nearly all of them, he's mm. architected them. Is there not an exception? So she to... comes from a very wealthy family, but she seems to be very grounded. She had a baby with, who's the guy that she had the baby with from the really famous band? Is it so? Is this that they invited a male along, or is it that he was just part of Taylor's group? Or well, we pack? don't know, yeah. but but like I in our imaginary world, Bradley, they're coming down as from a girls' night out, and then he says, and then the photograph suggests that they split off. Zayn Malik, but I think Zayn Malik, yeah, but I think I would forgive her if she did that if she was wandering off with him. the worst thing is when a girl's on a girls' night out goes off and does that with some horrible person that you've spent most of the evening trying to tell them to stop going out with them. Right. And then they go and see them right. at the end of the night. That's a little bit I like Real Housewives that. in New York. Someone just mentioned someone kept bringing their partner along. Is that right? Do you remember right in the early yes. days? Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. As well. But, yeah. I, but I am, I am if, if, it's, if it's true, God knows, how can we possibly know and really it's none of our business. Uh, but if it's true, I would forgive it because it's Bradley Cooper. I was going to say, you sort of pick and choose who it's yeah. all right for. Yeah. yeah. So if you see them wandering off with Bradley, presumably they all saw Bradley at the event. I mean, if Bradley turned up to your girls' night only event, you'd be happy about that, wouldn't you? No, I don't want him with us, but I don't mind him being over there. Right. Because I don't want a man in a girls' night out because it totally changes yeah, the whole thing. Isn't that weird? I wouldn't have found you so sort of attached oh, to that old-fashioned idea of very, just a girls' night out. It's not old-fashioned. It's genetic. It's a genetic well, need. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, uh, Zoe says, not going to lie, I'm extremely jealous. Yeah. Um, how can anyone be angry if it's Taylor Swift? LOL. Cam Cambo, you've worked with Taylor and she's a lovely lady. She seems absolutely delightful. I can't, I mean, she did an amazing thing, didn't she? Where she shared most, a huge amount of money with all of her team that she'd made from her tour. I mean, I like a massive amount. Huge bonus. I love that. Because when you're generous, yeah. anyway, it just keeps going around. You wow. know, I just really, my dad always taught us that. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper. That would be nice. Oh, Bradders, who's been sober 20 years. Yeah, 20, that's another years. reason we love him. Good man. A night out with women and sober? God, if only one could. Yes, because well, he's be very invited. confident in himself, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so do we want to touch upon, for anyone who doesn't want to talk about the Israel-Palestine issue, then I would head off now. 
But before you do, we'd, was there a birthday? Was it uh, Becky? There, I think it was Becky. Let's get it right. Can someone just remind us whose birthday it was? It was Becky. Was it Becky? Um, um, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. It certainly does Trina, and doesn't the it? Notification bell. It's really lovely when you hit the like and the subscribe. If you could do that, that would be marvelous. Mm. Um, uh, so it was Becky. I know it was Becky. It was Becky. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Becky. Love you so Happy birthday to you. Well done. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. So now we're going to move into um, Israel yeah. Palestinian situation yeah. and like so. Bye bye. <laughs> um, I just wanted to show you the front of the sun because it gives you tonally where we're at in this country. Show some respect. Police told protect Poppy Day services. War heroes call for demos to be scrapped. I did a poll on our Instagram stories. A slim majority of, of answers have said it is disrespectful to have the Palestinian peace protest on Armistice Day. So I'm curious to talk about this. That's the mirror. Met chief urged to ban Armistice Day protest on the Telegraph. Hands off our cenotaph, um, says Suella Braverman. Now, you know... Hands um, off our cenotaph. What a strange thing. The thing is, it's not going anywhere near the cenotaph. So there's that. Um, mm. I, look, I mean, I think a lot of people are feeling that it is... It mm. is um, uh, Faith, I agree with the pro-Palestinian march on Saturday, but please in the afternoon, not at 11 a.m. on the 11th. Is it, it? Is, it's in the afternoon. Oh, it is it's in not, the afternoon. I don't think, it, I think it's at 12.45 yeah. from Hyde Park. But I think, you know what I think would be a really nice thing with that march is if, if it was in, if it was almost in silence. I think it would be, I think it would be a very powerful thing, actually, mm, mm. because I think people are getting distracted too much from the fact that, these marches are about like an urgent need to stop. stop. A, Dina says it's at 12.45. Yeah, so, 12.45. so first of all, there's just a lot of fake news that's kind of knocking about around this. Um, it's not happening at the same time. It's not happening in the same geographical area. Um, even the reports where, you know, if I hear one more person say, oh, there were this many arrests at the weekend, therefore it wasn't a peaceful protest. Last night in Edinburgh, there was a bonfire night, uh, was bonfire night chaos where I think something like 100 youths clashed, clashed with officers, and there's a point to this, uh, and there were about something like 20, 18 arrests or something. We're not going to ban bonfire night in Edinburgh because of a few idiots. There are always idiots at all events. Mm. And I think what it tells you much more is that when, the, when certain factions want to only home in on that aspect of a tens of thousands of people peaceful protest, it says more about what you're looking for than what there actually is there. And I think it's really important just to say, you know, in every set of circumstances, every single football match, there is violence, but we don't say ban football. Um, so let's just get, get a reality check here. Of course, there are going to be idiots at these marches causing problems. I would go so far as to say that I think the press were really, really, really searching for it to rubbish this past weekend in order to mo mobilise a kind of cultural antipathy to the idea of there being a march this coming weekend. And I think to that extent, unfortunately, they've succeeded somewhat because it's not happening in the same place. It's not happening at the same time. And I think there's huge crossover between remembering our fallen soldiers and their endeavors to bring peace to the world through war um, and, um, and, and also the fact, the fact of the matter that we're watching the most ghastly conflict continue to play out. And if we've said it once, we'll say it again. Um, as we called out the awfulness of the atrocities on October the 7th, we are also calling out the continued atrocities that are going on now for the hostages in Gaza 
and for the people of Gaza. So this is about peace. This is about humanity across the political spectrum. Um, we, I am actively critical of the Israeli government's policy because that's not the Israeli people. And there are thousands, tens of thousands of people in Israel, Jewish Israelis and non-Israeli Jews around the world who are anti what is going on. And it doesn't mean you support sanction any form of terrorism, it doesn't mean you support Hamas, and because there are six or seven people who are idiots in a march doesn't make a peaceful march not peaceful. Mm. It's really important. This is a narrative you're being, we're all being spoon-fed, and, and, and it's just not that simple. Zina and I were at the march on, um, uh, on Saturday, and I was actually quite astonished by how... Because I suppose a bit of it has seeped into my head that it was very sort of like febrile, going to be very febrile. It really, really wasn't. I mean, it just genuinely mm. wasn't. And I know that upsets some people because, you know, there is this need to agitate and say that it's, you know, it's filled with hate. I didn't feel a place filled with hate. I felt a place filled with sadness mm. and, and and anger for for the fact that innocent people whether whether Israeli or Palestinian are being, you know, caught up in the middle of what I think are a whole team of psychopathic leaders, world leaders. People are being squished and squashed and manipulated. And it is hugely sad. And, you know, to 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 call that out is not is a human thing. Mm. It, it doesn't mean, it, it doesn't mean, as Mark says, you know, too many people are accusing so many people of, of, of horrible things just because they're saying, could we just stop now the mm. killing? Mm. And that is a really sad world where you can be, can be, I mean, who was the Tory MP last week that got sacked for asking for a ceasefire? It's time. It's way beyond time. And I think, you know, there are so many of us that are so heartbroken at the terrible waste of human life mm. either side. And, and for people that have been here with us every day for years, you see us always talk about both sides. Mm. And um, that's why we will continue to talk about what's going on, because we're not just going to check out, because the suffering, human suffering is just quite unbearable. I'm hungry now. Mark, please don't post anti-Jewish rhetoric on Instagram. Please stay mindful and kind to all innocent people, not just Palestinians. Oh, hang on. My charger's going to... Let me just get my charger. Um, it's not anti-Jewish. Right. We need to be really, really clear here. Okay. We need to be so clear. We are not anti-Jewish. On October the 7th, one of the first things I did was text all the Jewish friends, colleagues that we have and and commiserate. We are not anti-Jewish. What we are anti is the, is the Israeli government policy of totally wiping out Gaza, yeah. their infrastructure, their homes, their health system. On Saturday, I think it was the Israeli current affairs, no, a cultural affairs minister, actually said out in public that Gaza needs to be nuked. He, right? was, he was then rebuked. He was rebuked, together. but what that is what we are against. We are not against... No, no, no. But, but you see, it's the Israeli government policy. But also, but also what, you're, what you're doing in, in sort of saying that is 
you're, you're just that, and I'm not saying you're doing it maliciously, but by saying post-anti-Jewish rhetoric, anti-Israeli government policy is not anti-Jewish rhetoric. No. It's not anti-Jewish. It's not pro-Hamas. It's not pro-Palestinian. It's, it's none of those things. It's the vast majority. Did you know that over a quarter of all um, Jew, uh, Jewish people in America disagree with Israel's policy in Palestine, and that over 50% of all Jewish people in America believe that the Israeli government is too right-wing. Did you also know that Max Hastings, who's who's a right-wing, incredibly reputable historian, he's, I mean, he, I used to interview him years ago, he was one of my kind of, um, he was one of my sort of voice pieces whenever, because I worked for the Evening Standard years ago in my first job, and he used to be the guy that we'd pull in for political, historical kind of quotes to kind mm. of contextualize stuff. Um, and he's written a book, he's notoriously right-wing, he's very right-wing, but he's an incredibly thorough historian. He looks at history and he did a, he wrote, I think, a biography of Benjamin Netanyahu's brother. Um, and, uh, or he was even invited to do one of Benjamin Netanyahu. And he expressed, this is Max Hastings expressed this. He said in, and I think this is in the biography or, uh, that he wrote, Benjamin Netanyahu talked about um, people of color with the same language as white supremacists. So there is a huge, huge sense in the Jewish community that Netanyahu is an extremist. And he is head of this government. This is happening under his watch. He's being supported by the, by, by the West. So to be anti him, he, he, he's trying to do what the government in Israel is doing, which is kind of clever, but really obvious, is position themselves that any opposition, this has happened all over throughout time, that any opposition to what they're doing needs to be characterized as anti-Semitic. So that's why we push back against that strongly, because it is an, an, an endeavor and an attempt to push away any criticism of a country's policy. All countries in the world, are, 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 we can criticize. There were many Israelis at the weekend <laughs> campaigning outside Netanyahu's home, asking for him to be removed. This is, we, are, we, we have the opinion that many, of course not all, Israeli Jews have of, of Netanyahu. Um, but yeah, we just gotta be really careful what what we're what we're accusing people of, mm. you know, we have good hearts. We have good hearts. We, mm. Mark and I know that absolutely, mm. and um, we always try and see things from all sides. Mm. And what what I am seeing, what we are seeing, um, is happening in Gaza. You know, you've got people right. like I'm hungry doctors, now. It is now spreading. You're just spreading nonsense. This doctors, is just absolute doctors dribble. without Goodbye. borders. Save the children, the United Nations. These are, you know, respected aid organizations that are saying this is dire. Mm. The health system broke down a week ago. You know, the acronym that I spoke about, I can't remember it now, children with no, with no, with no, with missing anyway there is an acronym being used now that is t just j only used in the gaza because mm. there are so many children now with no surviving family children with no surviving that's the acronym you know <laughs> down the line this is going to be a huge problem what are we going to do you know mark made the point the other day this constant bombardment the shelling you know if you go back to um, World War One, when and the horrors that the men went through when they came back from the shelling, from the 
the mental health crisis that is going to come with this. What are we going to do about that? Emma, you know, Emma, so, Emma, can we just refer Emma Mark? It feels like being anti-Semitic. Try and, try and, try and distinguish between anti-Israeli government policy versus anti-Semitic. Did you know that most Arab, Arab people are Semites? I mean, it, it, this is an absolutely sort of intellectually impoverished conflation of two yeah. ideas. It's, it's, it's an attempt. I mean, just you saying that, you've fallen into a trap where one can't say something for fear of being called something. It's just yeah. nonsense. And it's easy to fall yeah. into it because that's the way that that the manipulation is going. Yeah. We are not anti-Semitic. The first <laughs> thing I did on October the 7th was message my friend, Jewish friends and colleagues and commiserate, right? We are anti the Israeli government policy of raising to the ground the Gaza Strip. Also, also, the Israeli hostages are in there. Mm. So, you know, many of the Israeli families of those hostages are also incandescent with the Israeli government's policy mm. because if they can know exactly where there is a Hamas terrorist in an ambulance, blow that ambulance up, in a hospital, blow that hospital up, why are they not able to do that with the hostages? If they know where every, how, if they have that incredible surveillance, why are they not looking after their people? That's what a lot of Israeli people are asking Netanyahu. Mm. What about our hostages? And you know what? My God, I would be the same. We were broken hearted mm. when we saw the hostages being taken off. We were putting ourselves in the place of those families watching that. Mm. And I would be at the gate shouting, mm. what about our people that are in there? I think that needs to stop. Everyone needs to come back. And also, and also the other the other thing is, is that the the ceasefire, um, there was a really good comment by, uh, what's the name of the author of The Power? She's a Jewish writer. She's got a new book out called The Future. And I was reading, oh, an, yes. and reading an interview with her yeah. yesterday and she made a really, really good point. She said, things are too emotional and febrile on both sides of the equation for the solution to come from Israel or Palestine right now. It's totally incumbent on the, on the Western world to adopt a balanced approach to it. And my argument for the ceasefire and how it doesn't, it's not about playing into Hamas's kind of, you know, game plan and all that kind of stuff is, I think out of this, you have to have a ceasefire for the, let's, let's use the argument of the hostages for the hostages sake and for the, the innocence of, 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 of Gaza and for the innocence of Israel who feel that, you know, within a, an, a, within a nanosecond, they'll be attacked again. I think if you found a ceasefire, the ceasefire that has to happen now, the stop in hostilities would have to be accompanied with a commitment of some kind of form to absolutely negotiating a two-state peace immediately. And it can't be left to just wilt on the vine and fade and disappear. It has to be dealt with now. And in that, you could then negotiate a deal with the hostages. We've gone on for 30 days. There has to come a point where self-defense, you know, again, going pushing back against this idea that, and Elaine, you're absolutely right. Just to disagree with us doesn't make you a troll. But I know when someone is trying to claim something that isn't true, we will slam it down. Um, and so the idea that you could be anti-Semitic when, you know, at the end of the day, what we have been trying to absolutely implore and encourage and, and stress is the idea that there needs to be a balanced two-state solution. So both cultures can live if 
you know, as harmoniously as we possibly can. Stopping things now is not about anything other than humanity. Yeah. That's all it's for about. For all sides. That's all it's about. For, for, for everyone. I mean, God, you know, of course, it's an impossible dream. But of course, what do most decent people want in the world? They want peace. Yeah. They don't want war. You know, that's and, and that's that's where we're coming from. Yeah, and Emma Muck. I would, and I as would much also stress... for Israelis as it is for the Palestinians, it must be just awful. And Emma Muck, I'd like to sort of draw your attention. Simon Sharma, incredibly reputable Jewish historian. He was at the protests at Liverpool Street Station. He was pushing back against the likes of Rachel Riley, who was saying it was an anti-Semitic protest. He said it wasn't. It was a pro-humanity. This isn't about Jewish versus non-Jewish. This isn't. This is about humanity. And what's happening, unfortunately, is that in order to justify an Israeli war program at the moment, people are trying to shut any critics up by suggesting the awfulness of anti-Semitism. But, but Emma, also, what I would say is, as Emma just said, you've got no idea how frightening these marches for. And you know, mm. I will. I have to acknowledge that, and I'm glad that you yeah, yeah, said yeah. that. No, absolutely. Because yes, I can imagine. You know, that you would feel, oh, my God, you know, what does this mean? Does this mean we're going to be attacked? But all I can say is I got no feeling of that when I was when I was on the march on Saturday. But I, of course, that I have to acknowledge, she said, you know, you have no idea how scary it is for mm. a person. And I can imagine that it would be. But what I would say is I really didn't feel that on the march. I feel that the Israeli government, there was chance about the Israeli governments, but I didn't hear anything with the word Jewish. I heard about the Israeli government, the, but I do acknowledge that it must be scary. The really well. depressing outcome of this continued hostility is going to be an increase in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Um, and that's not within sort of rational, humane thinking people. If you have an inclination towards anger, hate, uh, finding scapegoats and all that kind of stuff, this this is what, you know, this, the frustration behind this is, is the, the original, the, you know, the Hamas attack, which, which happened on October the 7th. Um, there's an interesting piece here, for example, um, and uh, this in, in Al Jazeera, why Israel wants to erase context and history in the war on Gaza. The dehistoricization of what's happening helps Israel pursue genocidal policies in Gaza. This is a, an opinion piece in Al Jazeera. Now, obviously, everyone's going to say Al Jazeera is, a, is, a, is obviously an Arab sympathizing kind of uh, uh, channel. But the point is, is there are more than one perspectives. You know, there's more than one perspective on all of this. And, mm. you know, one can't, one completely condemns October the 7th, as we did. It's horrific. It's awful. If you choose not to look at the origins, like with the Irish problem we had in Northern Ireland and, and, and Ireland itself, the Good Friday Agreement couldn't have happened if there wasn't some acknowledgement of the history that led to this moment. It was only in acknowledging the history that you could get to a place where you could broker any kind of fragile peace. And at the moment, what's, what, what, what's, what's happening is because of the awfulness, and it was awful, October the 7th, we were the ones actually, I think we were the first people online to be talking about um, uh, in terms of, you know, so, you know in, in social media channels and all that kind of stuff, talking about the fact that I said it. I said, this is Israel's 9-11. I said it, and I said it, and I meant it, because that's how significant it was. We also talked about the right to self-defense. We talked about the right to have a moment of fury, anger, hurt, upset, trauma, 
um, um, a feeling of absolutely being, you know, you know, just attacked. We we talked about that, but we also know from history that October the seventh came about due to a whole set of circumstances that are complicated. And what's happening in this social media sort of, you know, bear pit is people just don't want to look at the complications of it; they just want to judge. And unless you understand the complications, one line, two lines, and unless you understand the complications, you're not going to get that two-state solution. And I actually think, for the first time ever, there is the potential for two-state solution. I think you have to just draw an absolute line in the sand now and say Israel separate, Gaza separate, protectorate, and we try and get some kind of you know UN-backed or internationally-backed sort of force that manages this because. You know, only then can you have a sort of balanced situation and then you can sort of say, okay, well, you know, you know, we work from this point. I mean, so I think, you know, it's really easy for for people to jump in halfway through a discussion. Follow all of our discussions on this. We followed this from October the 7th. We've talked about it. We've been really balanced in everything we've looked at in it. We've talked predominantly for the beginning of those few weeks, we didn't bring in the historical context immediately. We were were like, this is a moment. This is a moment where when you've been hit, you want to hit back. That's understandable. And I think there was a moment But is it going to go on forever? If it goes on forever, surely there are words in our language like disproportionate, and, and, and that has to come in. So, I mean, yeah, so call us what you want. Call us what you want. I'm, I'm confident in exactly where we're at. We're, we're, I know I'm walking in absolute tandem with so many um, Israeli and non-Israeli Jewish people who are absolutely horrified with what's continuing to happen here. And all as horrified with the absolutely appalling acts of October the seventh. So lots of some really nice comments there, Mark, saying how how well you've been doing over the time with really balanced opinion and and you know it's 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 not easy because we live in a world where people want to attack you well, they just want to like tug straight you down off a the bat route. with maybe only ever listening to the first three lines of what you've said mm. or the first two words of what you've written on an Instagram post or whatever. So so it is it is difficult, but we just, we can't not say anything. We can't watch this and not say anything. And can I also just say that someone says, make sure it's balanced. It's not hard to, it's much harder to balance your opinion on this away from the pro-Israeli government policy because all of the press is essentially pushing the justification of what's happening so there's no it's not hard to look around at the press and find that side of it so we are pretty balanced actually the difficulty is finding those people because they're not allowed to safely report in in palestine it's really hard to find that side of the equation actually so it's not about imbalance i often see what, what i'm trying to do when i post something about what's happening in palestine it's a tiny microscopic drop against the titans of the newspapers that I just showed you that are showing you everything that's happening from the Israeli perspective. It's about balance and it's about proportionality and it's about humanity. And we're hearing the humanity on one side in the mainstream press and we're not hearing about it about the other side in the mainstream press. So I, I think that is balanced actually sometimes. Us focusing a little bit more on the Palestinian experience it's, is making it a little bit more balanced. It's funny sometimes when we get really, really angry people saying, could we have some balance? I want to say. Give me your balanced hmm. view. Hmm. Because obviously, nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, when somebody angrily says to you, and I'm not talking about that lost person, give us balance. I've, I've never heard a single word of balance. It's just one side of fury. Hmm. We're trying really hard not to be furious. Hmm. We want to be angry at the unfairness of, of being, all of us humans being caught between many psychopathic leaders. But 
we don't want irrational rage because where does that get us? Nowhere. We want proper discussion. Oh, yeah, you look, Emma Mark, let's pop it up. I have followed everything I promised and I never felt it was balanced. Sorry, I have to say how I feel. And I really do love you guys. Okay, well, that's we're sorry you feel like that, but I'll tell you one thing. Look at but the look, look at the crisis. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, but look at the crisis in the Middle East. We ain't going to keep everyone happy with where yeah. we're coming from. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah. accusations libelous accusations I mean, of anti-semitism don't rock so they will be blocked yeah it's as simple as that it's not we always like like you are polite Emma, and we're having a discussion with you and we're coming from different angles and we hear that but it's when people get personal mm. and get libelous that we will not accept that at all um, because we try and always stay polite i just want to say and also i just also want to say nadia has been told on many <clears> occasions <throat> this weekend to to get out of the country go back from where you came from i mean that it's interesting, isn't it? Irrational rage. Hmm. Okay, guys. Well, look, have a lovely day. And um, was there any other news we had to tell them? I don't think there's, there's, so. Oh, go and watch the No Name Sunday show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no Name Sunday show. We are giving away two tickets to the Idle Home Exhibition. where We're, we're going to be on the 25th cooking, Dina and I. Mark's going to be there filming. So we've got two tickets and we're choosing the winner Tuesday midnight. Also, if you're in the members area, we have an extra two tickets that we um, are giving away there. So you'll have to watch. One them. winner who gets two tickets. No, 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 yeah, Sunday yeah, show. Yeah. And Christopher Cundall, you've done it again right at the end there. You're a naughty, naughty chap. Right. Naughty chap. You just bought people 20 gifted oh, memberships. Christopher. That's very, that's very so, kind of you. That's so, sweet. Very kind of you. Big and kisses. please, boys and girls, if you could put your... Um, uh, um, put your comments underneath about girls' nights only. Okay. And weekend. 